What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, it's the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Happy 2024. Tonight's brew is a is a, 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 a double whammy. Yeah. Okay. So stuff we don't normally do. Two things we don't normally do on this on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, neither one technically are brews. That's true. But we're going to get into both, and Obi's going to have a little bit more about, I guess, this. You brew after mead. The break. You brew mead. Yeah, don't I guess you? you do. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you brew mead. Okay. You brew mead. Um, but we're going to start <laughs> as a celebratory thing with this, this little, cute little bottle of Prosecco. Mm. Because this is the first episode of 2024. We Sorry. made it. We made it. Somehow. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do this, and Obi will talk about what's next. After the break. Yes. What's on tap for tonight? It's a full-on best of the year, baby. Mm-hmm. Best of 2023. I guess not really best of, but favorites. Sure. Yeah. We, we Favorites we, slash best we, of. We talked about this off air, and we decided it was probably better for us because, you know, we're, we're human beings here. Mm-hmm. We, we don't consume stuff for a living. Um, so it might be better for us to take the Oprah approach of just presenting our favorite things of the year. Yeah. See, listen, if, if you guys start paying us to do this show, oh, then, gladly. then I will consume content for a living. You for better you. believe I will sit like like, uh, like clockwork, clockwork orange. orange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and have my shit tied ah, back. Ah. <laughs> Just consuming content. Yeah. But until that day comes, uh, we got jobs, bills to pay. It's true. People to see, babies kiss. Yeah. But we do enjoy some stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll have that for you. And that's pretty much it. That's it. That's, that's the episode. We got a lot of stuff to celebrate, so fortunately. So let's get ripping and rolling. This is episode 412 of the One Beer and Podcast. Oh. That was anticlimactic. That was very anticlimactic. you go ahead and do a bottle read uh this is the Lamarca prosecco doc uh sparkling wine product of italy uh Lamarca offers notes of ripe lemon and crisp apple caution chill before opening mm. contents are under pressure do not shake point away from self like and yeah. others those are directions for me mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 11 uh, abv all right yeah Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, crisp. <clears throat> I have a confession. Mm. I hate champagne. Mm. <laughs> Never liked it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's my least favorite thing to drink. I, I mean... More than uh, tequila? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you, you're really a famous like hater of tequila. Don't like tequila. Yeah. Definitely don't like tequila. I can. I'll say this though. I enjoy a margarita more than I enjoy, say, uh, uh, um, a Bellini or 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 a, or a. It's the brunch thing. Oh yeah, um, 
With the orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> a, sc- a screwdriver. The, uh, the, the, uh, uh, <laughs> Mimosa. Mimosa. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll say margaritas, when done well, yeah. uh, are better than either one of those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I, you know, I just I don't get it. And, 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 and somebody got on my case the other day about it because they were like, you like beer. How, why don't you like sparkling wine or champagnes? Mm. Because and I was like, it's not just about the carbonation or sure. the effervescence on it. It's like I did cite that as one of the reasons I don't like it. But is it too carbonated? I think it's I think it's a little too much. Some mm. stuff, some stuff that's like the main note is effervescence. I'm like, well, that's too much. It's mm. too much for me. Okay. okay, it doesn't really do anything for me. And then you're just sitting there oh. with like your mouth like <laughs> basically chewing on the drink. It's like what? what I'm not getting anything from this. Well, how do you feel about like a, a, a highball whiskey, for instance, then? Because that, that very much has to do with the effervescence of it and the bubbly nature. I can't say that I've ever ordered a highball. Mm. Okay. Not, not to my knowledge. If ever I get a whiskey drink, I'm getting it straight up. Because mm. mm. uh, you know, I'm done with, the, uh, with putting soda in it. Mm-hmm. Or I'll get... An old fashioned, obviously. That's like sure, sure. That's like the, the simple, easy. I've noticed that like it's the easiest thing to to order. I've got all these friends in the industry now who are like, well, you should do this and put this in there, and then you put a little whoop, 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 and then you twist it like that, and I'm just like, Tom <laughs> Collins, <laughs> help, <laughs> please. <clears throat> so, anyway, bottoms up. <laughs> oh no. See ya. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yahoo. Yippee. Oh. Oh, I remember the thing that I was trying to remember the other day uh-huh. on, the, on maybe an episode back. Over the gums, through the lips, look out stomach. Here we go. Because <laughs> it's it was a, it was a blooper it's from the, blooper. the office. Yeah. I, it's funny. After you said that, I saw that start trending on yeah. Twitter. I was like, oh, my God, this is it. <laughs> I saw it a while ago, and then I don't know why I thought of it. I just thought it was a really funny way to toast. Everyone's just, like, ready to yeah. ready for you to say something really romantic or nice. Uh-huh. You're just over the gum, through the lips, look out stomach. Here, Here we go. go. <laughs> it caused everyone to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. One Beer and Podcast, episode 412. I'm Marco. That's Adam yep. Obesius. Let's get ripping, okay? Let's, uh, let's, let's first, let's talk about... Holidays? Holidays. How are your holidays? The, uh, toy, uh, the, the Honda holidays? Toyota-thon? Uh, Toyota-thon, yeah. <clears throat> uh, good, good. They were really, really nice. Spent it with a lot of family. Um, As you should. Mm-hmm. It was one of those years where, like, a lot of things could have gone wrong and didn't. You know, it was just like Murphy's Law, opposite of Murphy's Law. It yeah. was just like, I don't know, man. It was it was one for the books. It was hmm. one for the books. It was it was nice. I spent it with my family wow. and spent it with Andy's family. It's great. And and we just had a really good time. <laughs> and everything worked out. Everything worked out. That's there good. are I did want there was well, not everything. There's mm. two things that didn't work out. Okay. <laughs> well, number one, you already know about this. Yeah. Uh, pepper pot. Pepper pot. The disaster of 2023. Yeah. I'll give you guys just a quick little recap. The the pepper pot incident of 2023. Yeah. yeah. Basically, Guyanese people, myself, uh, on uh, on Christmas, there's a couple of dishes that are traditionally uh, Christmas dishes that are only get made around this year. Pepper sure. pot is one of them. 
can Google it, but basically it's just like a like a stew, like mm. a black. <laughs> it looks like motor oil with meat thrown yeah, in. If you do it right. And it's amazing. Then, you know, it's funny you say that because mm. when I brought it over to my dad's place, mm. he was like, it's not black enough. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the one note he had for me was like, it's not, stew it's not black enough. <clears throat> so he had some cassari at his place, which mm. Sherry, by the way, is one of the ingredients that you can't find anywhere else. Cassari. Yeah. Cassari. It's basically this black uh uh mixed it's it's like a it's basically like a how do i like it's sauce but you add it to the pepper pot it's like what basically what gives it its color and main flavor although there's a ton of stuff that you put in with it yeah. fresh herbs orange peel onions garlic uh weary weary or um scotch bonnet peppers all kinds of all kinds of stuff goes into it weary is like a uh, another like south american pepper yeah, so there's a ton of stuff that goes into it. Anyway, it's for made years, of uh, cassava root, by the way. Cassava root. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> according to according to Wikipedia, it's described as a thick black liquid. There's, yeah. there's no other description of it. It's just a thick black <laughs> thick, liquid. That's all you need to it's know. Not it's not a sauce. It's not a marinade. It's, it's a thick black liquid. That's, yeah. that's what it's known as. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for years, I've been talking about making my own because we usually get it from my aunt. And uh, I just kept, because I've been, you know, getting in the kitchen more and uh, as evidenced by last week's episode mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, just, it's just some, a way that I've been spending a lot of my time is like getting really good at cooking. I, 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 you and I both find it very enjoyable. Yeah. Very rewarding. Oh, yeah. And like making new stuff is just fun. You get food right? after. <laughs> and, then, and then you get food after. Yeah, That's great. the biggest reward. Yeah. And if you do it right, you get good food. It's good food, yeah. So I finally, finally decided I was going to make it this year. Went to the Caribbean store, got all the stuff, came home, made like a bullshit version of it. Not, not great. It was okay. It was, it was fine. Okay. Learned from those mistakes. Made what could only be described as a perfect pepper pot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> brought it over to my parents' place for, for Christmas. Uh, everybody's excited because I was the only one who made it. Apparently, my oh. dad didn't go to my aunt's place and get any. Yeah, and my dad was supposed to make some, and then he changed his mind. So, had I not made it, there would have been none. none. So I get there, my dad gives me the note. Mm-hmm. So we're working on it a little bit. We put it back on the oven, put some more castor reap in it, try to give it a, a you know it, the color that it's supposed to have. Sure. Finally, get it to where it's like it's just money. Mm. He has a little bit of it, and he's like, you know, gives <laughs> gives me the 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 good soup exactly. Yeah, and and that's all. I, and I was riding that high. Sure, yeah. I was like, I did it. I go over to Andy, and I'm like, he liked it. That's that's all it's that over. matters. It's, it's like, over. Yeah, I don't I don't care what happens next. And boy, maybe I should have <laughs> bit my tongue on that one. Yeah. So I bring it into the other room, set it down on a glass table. Science took over. <sighs> table. Cracked Shattered. in half, imploded on itself, Ugh. and the only thing that was lost was my pepper pot. Mm. Everything else, well, and, and the table. Oh, and the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We lost the table. But no, it, no, it, our table. Our table is broken. <laughs> it's broken. I mean, it wasn't tempered glass, which it should have been. Should have been, definitely should have been. Yeah. But it wasn't. There's some bitch ass table. Yeah, and uh, all the other food landed bottom down. <laughs> 
my shit fell over and th- it was everywhere, dude. Ugh. We walk into the other room and there's like, there's oxtail and beef and veggies all over the floor. <laughs> and I just walked away. Because I was dogs still... to start coming in. <laughs> I was still working on um, chow mein. This is another ah, Guyanese dish. Okay. And I was still in the kitchen working on that. So I just walked back into the kitchen and just kept working on that. And everyone kept coming over to me and like hugging me and be like, we know how hard you worked on it. Because it takes a long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's expensive to do. Yeah. It's not cheap to make anymore. It used to be a poor person's dish, but it's not fucking cheap anymore. Don't you hear how that happens? Oh, you know, like it's the, one of my pet peeves. This, man. this whole thing where like there gets more attention on these like highly specific ethnic dishes. Yeah, and suddenly they become super expensive out of nowhere. Right, because it's it, it only happens to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's yeah. only when you're like I'm used to eating this thing, and then all of a sudden some white person goes viral for making it, and now all of a sudden it's a thing, and now I got to spend. Forty fucking dollars on oxtail. Yeah. Well, first they take the neighborhoods, and then they take the food. You know. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. You ever seen people? You ever seen people walking around with like, ooh, a chopped cheese? <laughs> what a nice dish. It was only fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 gourmet anything. Yeah. The, the upscale or the elevated anything that's supposed to be cheap, and yeah, then you turn yeah. it into an elevated thing. It just makes my just makes my neck itch a little bit, and I feel just, like eh. that's that's something that I've I've become more and more angry with the older I get. Yeah, because you get more perspective. At first, you're like, oh, it's good, you know. Like, I'm glad they're making this more accessible and and you know better. Yeah, and, and you realize like that was fine the way it was. No, it was great. It, it should was, it should have been how it was. It was perfect the way it was. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the reason it is the way that it yeah. is. There's certain things like you can zhuzh up. Like anything, really. Really, yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. But there's certain things that, like, the charm of it is that it takes two seconds to make and it's super cheap and you can eat it. Like, uh, <clears throat> musubi, for instance, mm. it's just spam, rice, and uh, nori or uh, seaweed, basically, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's, I mean, you can't get cheaper than spam. A, a sauce of some kind. And, yeah. You get some soy sauce on the. The spam, right? And, and cook it up. But now spam. The price of spam is going up. <laughs> the price of spam price is going spam. up. And I don't know. I can't say that it's it, whether it's inflation or whether it's these corporations who are like, oh, we'll just raise the price of this thing because it's yeah. been so cheap for so long. Sure. Or if it's because hipsters are now eating more spam, more spam dishes because it's like fun and cool, yeah. To, yeah. and you see like, you know. Japanese or like Hawaiian chefs mm-hmm. are going viral making there, like there's been cultural revisionism uh towards spam. Yeah. And I remember growing up people turned their nose down on spam. Oh yeah. Uh not in my house. Mm. We would have some spam. Oh yeah. Uh and Vienna sausages. Oh yeah. You kidding oh, me? We Vienna sausages? Fucked up Vienna sausages. <gasps> you know the thing about spam, I always assumed that spam tasted like um, corned beef out of a can. Same. The corned beef hash can. Yeah. Canned red. Yes. Corned beef. Yes. And yeah. that's why. Oh, that's why I turned my nose up at it. Not because I looked down on it, but because I was like, my dad makes this corned beef hash with rice, and it's the worst. My <laughs> mom made the same dish. It's terrible. Literally the same dish, but with uh, French fries. 
Oh. She'd make it with french fries instead. <laughs> just, yeah. just do, I mean, you could, again, talking about zhuzhing this up, a corned beef hash, you take, you pop that out of the can and you can do anything sure, with it. But sure. instead, they just let it fry in the In, in the oil. Pan. Yeah. And then it's just like, this is terrible. And then you slop it onto the, the rice. Dude, awful. So yeah. for years, I thought Spam tasted like that. So yeah, I was no, like, ugh, I'm no. not eating that. Similar can, but not near the same taste. Not yeah. even close. No, no, no. So much better. It's way better. So much better. It's way better. But you know what's funny? And it may just be nostalgia. I long for that, the flavor of that corned beef. Mm, I don't. <laughs> I, want, I, want, I want a plate. Uh, it always came out too hot. It was yeah. always like, like sizzling yeah. off the plate. I don't know why. Just retain the heat for some reason. Put it over rice and it burns the it rice. It looked like lava. It yeah, was it insane. Did. It was awful. Yeah, it's very salty. Um, and yeah, it, just, it had no yeah. flavor but, but sodium. It was just <laughs> salt. It was just salted beef. That's it's it. basically what it is. Yeah. Uh, struggle meals. Struggle meals, struggle meals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but for sure. But yeah, I mean, you're right that you can judge up anything, but there is something to the origins that I think. I mean, any any good chef, I think, can go back to the origins and find what is special about a dish. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and you know, not exploit it, but make it part of uh, what you're doing. Yeah. Influence get influenced by it by not trying to copy it. Mm -hmm. I think that's. I would just love to see somebody just make a traditional dish. You know, instead oh, yeah, of trying sure. to like zhuzh it up and make it something else, just make the thing what it is. Yeah. And then, and then, then go from there. Well, that's the trouble with like all these fusion things. It's like, or like Asian style yeah. stuff. It's like, what do you mean? It's a continent. Right. Be more specific. Right. Asian style. What do you mean by that? <laughs> you know, like that, that's, that's something I've learned as, as being a red flag whenever you see something like, so you know, Asian sal asparagus. It's right. Like, what What do you mean by yeah. that? Like, what is that? You mean you added soy yeah, sauce? We put to soy it? sauce on it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, you soy put, sauce and ginger. We add some everything seasoning to yeah, it. You know, it's you pretty know. good. That's, we thought sesame would go good with this asparagus. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I don't know. I, I think you gotta try a little harder. Yeah. I think so. Nowadays. Nowadays. Let me, Nowadays. Get that, let me get that knife. Let's get this baby over. A knife. A knife. Well, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. What did you have the uh, the second tragedy of your Holidays that you wanted to share? Oh, the second tragedy. It wasn't really a tragedy. It was just me being me looking really stupid, and I didn't realize it until later on. Oh, that's pretty tragic. <laughs> so, we uh, with Andy's family, we went to this really nice country club because that's what certain white people do. They like oh, wow. instead of eating at home and and you know spending spending the time with their family at at home and cooking and stuff, they go to these really nice country clubs, and then they have. The country club cook for them. You make other people do the cooking for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I just, this is a very common thing, apparently. Huh. I, I had no idea. And then we went, excuse me, we went. And and let me just say this. I mean, it was really nice to, yeah. to see how the other side lives for, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I put that on. sounds nice. Put on a nice blazer. Yeah. Andy looked great. You just show up. And I just showed up. Yeah. Didn't have to pay for anything. Sat wow. down with the family. We had wow. a good time. Uh, but at one point, so we're ordering drinks. And... And then I didn't want to get a beer. I wanted I wanted wine. Mm. So we got yeah. we got a bottle of wine. Okay. And this guy comes and the, the server he comes over with the bottle of wine, and uh, did he present it to you? Oh my god, Adam! So he presents it to me, mm. and I was like, "Okay, dude, <laughs> I'm like pour the wine, like get away mm. from me." Yes, the Snoop Dogg Red. <laughs> mm. No, I picked a nice bottle. Notes of indica. <laughs> so he so he he. He puts a little bit down, and I'm like, all right. 
<laughs> he puts a little in the glass. More? And, and Andy's like, taste it. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay, cool. So I gave it a taste and I put it down. I was like, sick. <laughs> and then... And then he gave me the the cork. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why, why are you giving me garbage? Get away from me. Like, pour the bottles of wine. <laughs> Such a jackass. You smell so, it, you monster. I know. Yeah. And I only learned this Haven't later. Haven't you seen some movies? <laughs> so that's, I was taken aback because I was like, like halfway through it, I was like, oh no, it's the, it's the stuff that I've seen in movies yeah. for years. Yeah. It's actually real and they it's do happening that right real. in front of me. So I'm like. You know, and and Andy told me to smell it, and I smelled it, and I was like, "That's nice." And then and then he's standing on this side now, so yeah. Andy's where you're sitting, and I'm looking at Andy, and I'm yeah. like, "I'm approving." I'm like, "Sick, this is good." Like, all right, he's on this yeah. side. Tell him. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what they said. Like, tell him. And yeah. I looked, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we, yeah, run it up. You know, yeah. do do the thing." Yeah. But I was like, I felt like such a jackass because it was, it was just one of those moments where like I could have been, I could have been like, hmm, yes. Oh, yeah. Grapes. Yes. Mm. And instead, yeah. I was just like, huh? Cool, man. Huh? Thanks for coming. <laughs> Sick. You can drop that off here. That's oh, good. and I knocked a glass over, too. That was cool. Like, right in front of everybody. So that, that you know, they, yes. they, they probably were like, yeah, this guy. I made it very, very clear mm-hmm. that I don't belong. Belong there, there yeah. That's yeah. fine. That's so fine. That was, that was fine. But the rest of the night was, or the rest of the day, rather, was, was really good. That sounds so. nice. That was my holiday. What about you? Uh, my grandma was in the hospital. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it, was, it wasn't the best, I'll say. Uh, she's, she's fine. She's fine now. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry you started off that way. You need um, a corkscrew, by the way. I got one. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> where, did, where did you put it? I took it out. I swear to God. That's over there. Uh, I'll grab it. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, there thank you, you go. Sherry. Thank oh, you, Sherry. You're so nice. What a doll. Yeah. You're so nice. Uh, yeah, anyway, so yeah. long story short, my grandma's in her 90s now. Still going strong. Good on her. Oh, a very yeah. long story. That story's uh, 90 plus years of story. Um, yeah, so she's still, she's still uh, you know, rough and tumble, little old lady. Uh, but she unfortunately went through a rough tumble. <laughs> and uh, she uh, she fell down, and then we found out that she had the flu. So she spent about four and a half days in the hospital, uh, which isn't good because she also has Alzheimer's. Uh, which, if you don't know, you need you know a lot of routine in your life to to keep you feeling good. And so, but fortunately, we were able to get her back home for uh, Christmas, and we all celebrated there, and and um, you know we're able to. Uh, after Christmas, I should say, uh, but we were able to, um, you know, just kind of wish her a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, we we got her some sweets, which she loves, <clears throat> and it was nice. You know, we got the family back together a bit, and um, you know, things things ended. I think as good as they could for yeah. for the year, given what happened. Right. Uh, but I will say one of the um, the bright sides of this entire story is that. Um, I had to make my perineal. Oh yeah, that's no one right. else. No one else was there to make it. My mom, you dude, know, we were in the same boat. Yeah, my mom was struggling. You know, obviously it's her mom. She's she's you know, uh, you know, trying to make sure she's good in the hospital, and so she made a turkey, and but it was kind of like a kind of a slapdash attempt to to get it done on time because right. that literally happened like the day before 
uh, New Year's Eve, which is when we celebrate Christmas. Um, so, you know, I I did some reading. I I found a a classic, um, apparently like the Bible of Puerto Rican cooking. Oh wow! Uh, Sherry, could you could you bring it to me real quick? I have it right here, actually. Oh, you literally got it. I bought it. Yeah, I bought the book. I didn't need to, but I did just because I, you know, I felt the need to. Thank you. It, it, uh, it's called Cocina Criolla, and it's by uh, Carmen Aboy Valle de Juli. There you go. Uh, and this is the, the new edition, revised. That's what it says in Spanish right there. Oh. Um, but I, I found online, apparently... I did some research. I, I saw, you know, I read some threads and such, and they said this is the Holy Bible for making a good penny. And so I, I followed the instructions on here for the recipe itself, and then I went one step further and found a guy online mm. who recommended this book in the mm. first place and said, I follow this recipe, but I do it lower and slower. Mm. He does it for 14 hours Ooh. cooking at 190. It's a pork. If you guys don't know, it's a pork shoulder. Yeah. Uh, so what you got to do is you got to mm. score the fat and skin on top because it, yeah. it has the skin on it still. Yeah. You score it on top. Score it. Then you you baste it with all this you know vinegar and <sighs> and sauces and and uh, 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 seasonings and such. Lots of uh, garlic. You actually stick the garlic inside the meat. This is a. Uh very similar to just Guyanese garlic pork. I mean, I'm sure it's it's probably made the short trip <laughs> to, to the island. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is like a like a European thing that we just repurposed. Took it, Caribbean's yeah. just repurposed. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so you, I, I literally cooked it overnight, um, and then cranked up the heat to make the skin nice and crispy. Nice. And I noticed, and this happens, you know, with every that I've ever had is that some of the skin doesn't quite get crispy enough. There are certain sections that have like more fat behind it that keeps it from, it's like almost too moist mm. for it to get that crisp. So what I did was, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so what I did was I sliced off the, the parts that weren't quite crispy enough, mm. threw them in the air fryer, mm. crisp them up. Mm. It's like bacon. Yeah. Put it right back on top. Ooh. Ooh. Delicious. Delicious. I, I only got compliments from it. It was almost gone by the end of the night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, nice. so now I know how to do it better than you. And yeah. I'm very excited about doing the next one because I can only do it better moving forward. That's right. I feel yeah. like when you cook a dish for the first time, you've never cooked it before, but once you do it, you, like, absorb its powers, and you're That's like, what it oh, felt now like. I know how to do like, this. Like, I felt the soul go into my hand. I'm like, <laughs> the power. And just to the powers that you have, and now you can do that thing. Yeah. And now you can improve upon it. Yep. Yep, yep. I'm excited. I yeah. like. I, I want to make because, like, like you're saying about pepper pie, it's really something you only do for the holidays. But I really want to try it again, like sooner than that. Yeah, <laughs> just for funsies. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, hey, listen, we're we're the new generation. For far too long, we have been restricted by these old ways. Yeah, yeah. The old guard is dead. Right. We are the new. Yeah. And I can have pepper pot in July if I want to. Sure. And sure. for Neil, we can have. Whenever. Well, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking, and it's funny because I just talk shit about like, you know, um, repurposing things and like making them different. But I think what we could do with these dishes is kind of have them when they're not traditional, but change them into being something that is more like appropriate for the time. Mm. 
like make a pernil like taco or something, mm. you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, I just, saying. just I see the vision. reinvent it a little bit, like uh-huh. make the traditional dish, but then like do something funky with it. Right, right. Make a sandwich. Okay. You know? Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Make like a Cuban sandwich out of that. Okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah. God damn. Can you imagine a Cuban sandwich with pernil instead of just like, oh yeah, you know? Because sometimes Cuban sandwiches, they're just like, it's got like just garbage ass pulled pork. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The ingredient, everything comes together, and you're like, this sandwich is amazing. But the individual parts mm-hmm. could all be improved. Yeah, you know. Well, especially if you get like near the skin where there's like still that fat, but it renders out and it makes yeah. it like nice and juicy. Because mm, 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 mm. like he, eh. who like pork belly? Yeah, who like yeah. pork belly? Actually. All right, we're getting okay, hungry. Okay. We're getting hungry. Let's get out of here. All right, so that, you know. Holidays were good, though. Holidays. Overall, you know, could have been better, but ended as well as they could have, given the circumstances. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Good we time. for a full recovery for Gima. Yes, of course. of course. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, I need you mm. to give us the cold read on this guy, or, okay. or if you have any information. Sure. Well, as as we know, um, Sideward doesn't do any cold reads for right, us, unfortunately. Right, right. But this is their mead, simply known as mead. Mead. Uh, and it is a honey wine made with local orange blossom honey and naturally gluten-free. It comes in at a 15% ABV. Oh, hell yeah. So, kind of like a wine. Cheers Wait. it up. Yeah, I, pull, I pulled this back out so that you can... Uh, did you sniff the cork? I did sniff it. Okay. Let me give that a... <laughs> mm, yes, yes. Mm, smells like sugar. Mm, honey. Mm, honey. Mm, yeah. Ooh. I mean, it literally tastes like I'm drinking honey. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I do get that orange blossom. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> okay so how do you want to do this we're going to do the best of favorites do you want to I feel like you got a lot of notes there I do I do <laughs> I came prepared so do you want to do we go back and forth or yep. Yep. we can just go you give yours I give mine because um, I don't think they're going to we are not going to be able to land on categories, right? Cause no, no, I, no. I, I, I fully anticipate this would be categoryless. Okay. Um, what I'm thinking is we go back and forth. Okay. Just so that we each get you know a little exposure. Yeah. And that way, what we can do is if you pick something that I picked, we can just talk about it then. Okay. And skip it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. Okay. You start. All right. Well, my number one, n- not ranked. But my first, I should say, yeah. uh, pick for uh, best of the year or my favorites of the year. We got to work this. We got to work shopping. We get, yeah, we, yeah, we do. Favorite of the year. Is favorite go- thing of 2023. Favorite, favorite thing of 2023 was Godzilla minus one. Uh, I talked about it before. You'll notice, uh, no spoilers here, but a few of mine have been Cheers of the Weeks in, in years or days past, uh, weeks past. Days of future past. Days of future past. Uh, but I just wanted to give it the highlight that it deserves. Uh, we are in a God, uh, Godzilla renaissance after Shin Godzilla, which is also excellent in a completely different way. Mm. Um, yeah, I was talking to some people at Red Light about Monarch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard good things. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, it's got Kurt Russell in it. Yeah. And his and son. And his son. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. He's playing his younger self, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Doesn't really... Eh, whatever. It's, you know, it's so... Sorry, I'm, I'm not going to take over. But it, whenever actors are like, let, let me use uh, an actor that's either like related to me or somebody that looks similar, but it's an actor who's been acting for so long, yeah. it's always weird because it's like, I know what the young version of you looks like. Sure. Like, uh, like JGL and Looper. Like right. he did really well because JGL is a talented actor, but it's yeah. like I know what young uh, uh, Bruce Willis looks right. like. Right, it didn't look like him. Didn't look like that no. at all. No. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. I, I want. I want back and forth here. I I I wrote this here, so I'm, I'm going to go through my list because I feel like it's important. Hmm. Uh, it's actually scaring moments uh, and has one of my favorite shots in any Godzilla film that makes you feel the epic devastation and points directly and somewhat uncomfortably to the nuke bombings in the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I've I found missing in a lot of not only Godzilla movies, but like just kaiju massive destruction movies is like they're n- never really scary. And I think it, it, it has something to do with the fact that like we grew up in an era of Godzilla as being kind of a joke and just being like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, cheesy Japanese movies mm-hmm. with the, the, the mouths moving that don't match up to the, the dialogue or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but at the core of it, the entire concept of it is supposed to be scary. Yeah. You know, like just just logically like conceptually the idea of a giant monster with the power of destruction that Godzilla has is inherently absolutely frightening. Right. And this movie really brings that back in, in I think a really important way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought that was probably as well done as I've seen really, I, I think kind of ever within this genre. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that you actually care about the characters in this movie, which has been a struggle for a lot of Godzilla and other kaiju films. Is like, you know, it's kind of a trope, but it's like, oftentimes the human characters are filler, and mm-hmm. you're waiting for them to get done doing whatever they're doing to move the plot along, so we can finally see more stuff get blown up. Yeah. Um, and mind you, you get a lot of stuff blowing up in this movie and lots of Godzilla action but on the other hand they actually do a I'd say a really decent job of the character work and making you care about these characters um, and that makes all the difference really it's interesting too because it's a throwback to essentially a retelling of the original Godzilla movie Yeah. so it's like just after World War 2 and involves a actually a, a few veterans of the war uh, which gives it an interesting kind of, I don't know, linking to real world uh, uh, post-war Japan. Yeah. Uh, that kind of makes it stick a bit better than it would if it was like a modern day um, Godzilla movie. Well, that's also one of the big beefs with modern Godzilla movies is that these movies started off as allegories for what was happening in real life. Right. And And real fears that Japanese people had and real uh, it was a real metaphor for how they viewed the West mm. and then after a while they just became like like video games yeah big monsters sure. fighting I mean even the, I mean if you look at the history of these movies even they will re they'll, 
they'll tell you that at, at a certain point they did get silly and sure. you had all yeah, these yeah. monster meetups and mashups and right like, which is fine in its own you know way but it, it kind of switches genre yeah after a while you yeah. know um yeah, it gets silly and they're not they're not scary. It's fun. There's still yeah. fun movies to watch, but sure. like a movie, a story that is supposed to be about real world uh uh nuclear war and fears of nuclear fallout and and all of this stuff about, you know, imperialism and and it's like all that all these things and 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 you go, yeah, but wouldn't it be cool if like this big dinosaur fought like uh, a you moth. Know, a, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it gets it gets weird then. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like this is hearkening back to. Yeah, it's weird to say that it's more grounded, but it is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in a way. Uh, yeah, and and not again, not to spoil anything for the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. I recommend you do. Um, but it's it's just about Godzilla. It's, there's no other like threats that. Godzilla is fighting. It, it doesn't get kind of because even like the um, the American Godzilla, the more recent one that started the series, um, had to do with Godzilla fighting this other threat, you know. And I feel like that already kind of jumped the shark in its way. Yeah. Uh, I think it should have, and I think this sh- this movie shows like it should have stuck to focusing on Godzilla. Godzilla is enough of a threat. Right, you know, like we don't need to make Godzilla a a hero or a villain. Really, it it is a destructive force. Right, it's like a storm. A storm can't be evil. <laughs> right, it right, just is but it's ruthless. Yeah. You know, like, and I I think this at least for the most part shows that. I do think towards the end it gets a bit kitschy. It gets a little, or not kitschy, I shouldn't say, but more like it becomes a little too crowd pleasing for my like. Mm. Um, <laughs> you, got, you got something to say, Sherry? <laughs> you don't like happy right. Okay. So you I don't, don't like happy endings. That's true. I, well, okay. Let me not say you don't like happy endings. You don't like unearned happy endings. Mm-hmm. Something shouldn't tie up neatly unless it unless it's supposed to. Right. And I feel like mm-hmm. this movie again, without spoiling anything. I think it, you do prefer sad endings, though. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. They speak more to my heart. Um, but I feel like this movie does have a, an ending problem that feels a little unearned, hmm. uh, personally. But that being said, it doesn't in any way sort of dull the the shine that this movie deserves to to get and has been getting. It's it um, only had a 50, famously only had a fifteen million dollar budget and um, has has gone on to be the apparently uh, best sell or not selling but best performing uh, Japanese movie highest uh, grossing yeah. Yeah, um, Japanese Godzilla film of all time. So nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge. It's, it's doing numbers. They're actually re-releasing it on the twelfth uh, with a black and white version. Oh yeah, which I heard. Is interesting. That sounds sick as fuck. Yeah, far. yeah. So that should be pretty cool. Another like hearkening back to the origins. Yeah. See, um, there's like fifty some odd movies, like kaiju Godzilla movies. I, I and, and and I was confused. Especially when Shin Godzilla and Godzilla minus zero, mm-hmm. and then and then Godzilla the, the the American one that just came out, yeah, or that's about to come out, or did it just come out? I can't remember. No, there's a there's an American one that's well, coming out. The right? next American one's going to be the Godzilla Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Go, yeah, Godzilla Kong. X Kong. Go, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so my, I was confused because I was like, I want to, I want to catch up on these movies, but I'm like, I'm not watching fifty. No, no. movies. You don't have to. You yeah, so to. I could just watch. Just watch. Yeah, watch this one. I'd say watch uh, Shin Godzilla as well. Yeah. Uh, they don't link up at all, but and the know. American ones. I mean, you do have to watch Kong. Kong. The, Kong. Kong. Uh, the American ones and the Kong Skull Island movies all link up. Yeah. So that's its own universe. We watched the Godzilla, the first Godzilla in theaters. Yeah. I remember we all watched it together because I remember we had some weird criticisms of it about like you don't see Godzilla for a really long time in the movie, even yeah. though he's Godzilla. Huge. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> what are you, you trying to fool us? Right. You trying to trick us? You got the budget for it. What are yeah. you doing? Show us Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. All right. In the spirit of favorite thing of 2023, what's topping the <sighs> list that has, you know, apropos of nothing really, is uh, uh, The Great Escape by Larry June. Mm. This is an album that is fully produced by The Alchemist. And, uh, uh, Alchemist. Alchemist. It was part of this incredible run that The Alchemist went on this year where he produced yep. Rock Marciano. Uh, he had a bunch of verses on different ra- uh, different artists' albums where, where you're like, oh, shit, that's right. Alchemist can rap, and he's not that bad at it. I mean, he does sound like Rock Marciano, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, he also fully produced Earl Sweatshirt's album, and he also mm. produced uh, Mike's album. So he was... The busy. man was busy. Yeah. But I think nothing really topped... The Great Escape. And the reason I put it as like my favorite thing of 2023 was because like I looked at my Apple Music recap and man, I listened to this album <laughs> so much. It's like, a good way to tell. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, it was a crazy amount of time I yeah. listened to this album. Yeah. And it was because like when it came out, it was perfect. Like I put it on <clears throat> when I was, I, I would put it on at work. That's how I would start my day, mm. if, especially if I was opening and it was a Saturday nice sunny day i put yeah. on larry because it's it's just like it just has that vibe mm-hmm. and then you know if it's nighttime and i'm on my way home put on some larry june it's just like larry june the only things he raps about are getting money mm-hmm. and just having a good time yeah and like he, he the way he raps about like investing your money back into like <laughs> you know things that will make you money mm-hmm. and like you know not wasting your time and, but he doesn't, it's not like, fuck bitches get money. I mean, it is, but the attitude is not like, you know, all women are whores. He's just like, you know. But but there are rappers who, like, that's the attitude yeah, of, like, sure, you sure, know, sure. fuck bitches. They don't yeah, yeah, deserve yeah. respect, blah, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, blah. disrespectful. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's, but his attitude is just like, you know, you have fun with, the, with, with people, and then you go out and you get money, and you do your thing. Like, don't let nobody stop your hustle. Yeah, yeah. Keep it's grinding. inspirational. Yeah, it's inspirational. Yeah, yeah. It is. And it's just, it's the easiest thing to put on. And I know if Robin's listening to this, he's hating every second of this because he doesn't like Larry June. Oh, for I forgot some I forgot how much he hates Larry Oh, he June. hates yeah. But I'm telling you, man, if you just listen to a little <laughs> bit of Larry June, it'll it's change a, your life. He's such a random artist to hate. Though. I know. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> he's not even like, if he was one thing or another, if he was like super lyrical and Robin was like, I don't want to hear this, you know, rippity bippity, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. those lyrical miracle bullshit. Right, I'd be like, all right, right, I get that. Right. <clears throat> but he's not. He's just so middle of the road. <laughs> That's what, exactly what it is. That's what confounds me about his hatred for him. But, it's so you know, strange. I, I respect it, you know. But you I like, love, you, you love who you love. Love this album. Love this album. Still listening to it. Uh, probably going to try to find it on vinyl somewhere. It's, mm, it's mm. just, it's, I think it's just perfect. Alchemist records sound great on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. He's I have I have Fetty. 
the album yeah. he did with uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Freddie Gibbs yeah, yeah, and Currency, yeah, yeah. and it's just yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I I just can't sing this album's praises enough. And m- most of my favorites is just going to be like music that I listen to. I spent a lot of time just listening to to different albums this year. Um, sure. So it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of that. Which but is this good. One tops the list. Which is good because I'll tell you. I didn't listen to much this year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't watch that much this year. <laughs> well, peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, my next favorite of 2023 is God of War Ragnarok Valhalla DLC. I didn't get it yet, but I, I really, really want it. So for those of you who don't know, this was a free uh, downloadable extension, essentially, to the main game of God I didn't of know War. That it was free. Ragnarok. Is yes. it still free? It's is still it? free. It's always free. It will forever be free. I didn't my know friend. it was free. I Relax. It was... <laughs> Get off the PlayStation app. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, it is free. It's designed to be free, not for a limited time. It is just a free add-on to the game, okay, just as a you know, a little tip of the hat to the player base. You know? Yeah. That's crazy. Keep them invested. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I went into it kind of. I don't know. I'd say a little. I don't want to say pessimistically, but almost because it's it's a roguelike, and I'm kind of middle of the road when it comes to roguelikes. Mm. Which because here's the deal, man. Here's the deal, man. I like my games to be kind of on tracks. I prefer to be told a story, which is very much what God of War Ragnarok was. Mm. You know, I don't want to have to go into this like uh, combat <laughs> arena. With randomly generated enemies and like just grind my way to, you know, get more points at the end of the day. You know, like that sounded like completely unappealing to me. Mm. But I knew that I enjoyed uh, God of War Ragnarok uh, enough that I was like, let me at least try. And boy, howdy, am I glad I did. Because <laughs> it is not that. It is, I mean, it is that and more. Uh, there's entirely new like built out sections of this world essentially uh that let you revisit like little uh slices of the areas you've been to if you've beaten the game uh including the character or the enemies that you've encountered but also some brand new stuff that i'm not gonna spoil here uh there there's a whole new added like storyline extension to the end of this game now. Um, you see Kratos after the <laughs> end of God of War Ragnarok, and uh, you get more insight into him as a character. Uh, it's essentially like a character study in a weird way, <laughs> packaged as a roguelike. And what this what this DLC made me realize is like how inherently good all the mechanics are for this game yeah like it's just it is a joy to play and it being a roguelike experience it makes you or it incentivizes you to try to play different ways that you wouldn't ordinarily do um that plus adding uh new enemies revisiting boss fights all these things include and and then the cherry on top is like adding this additional like ending to the story makes this i mean the cherry cherry on top of it is that it's free. Yeah. So like, yeah, if you were a fan of this game and you're not a fan of roguelikes and you know, you're, you're afraid of it just being like kind of a waste of time. I implore you, give it a shot. Yeah. Like try it. Cause it, I was blown away going into it 
a little pessimistically, like I was saying. So I like, I just beat it yesterday, last night actually, and I was like, wow, this was in like an incredible little, you know, period on this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad they did it, and I mean, props to them for giving you stuff for free. Yeah, especially of, of quality because yeah. that's the other thing of this game of this extension. Uh, Valhalla is that it makes the game inherently endlessly playable. Yeah. Because you can keep going in even after you beat like the storyline of it and just keep leveling up yeah. and, and keep exploring and, and just going in and playing different ways that you may not have before. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it's incredible. The I like I like arena shit like that. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that's something that was that gave you pause. Of like, oh, if it's just this, I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy this. Well, and that's that's sort of what I'm thinking about what they're talking about with uh, Last of Us 2. Mm. The uh, um, yeah, the multiplayer thing they're trying to introduce, or they're going to introduce, I guess. Yeah, well, what they what they said it's going to be is like, just essentially like a, like, com yeah, like a combat horde mode or whatever, S see, right? See, that doesn't really work. In in the context of The Last of Us, it works for Kratos. It works for God sure, of War because sure. that's the game is him, and he makes no bones about murdering people <laughs> throughout the whole. I mean, this well, whole he, thing is he does now, you well, know, like <laughs> right. But I mean, but I mean, he's doing what he has to do, and like you know, he he's not going to hesitate if somebody's in his way. Versus yeah, like, sure. how are you going to? I mean, if it's all, I guess if it's all just uh, clickers and stuff. No, there's, there's gonna a, be people. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If there's a human element to it, then the whole yeah. thing is kind of like, all right, now we've we've turned what the story is supposed to be, which is a, an examination of the of of I guess like the human spirit right, in these right. these uh, conditions, and you know what that all means. And, and you know what, we forgot the term at the time, but what we were looking for, and I forgot what game we were actually talking about, but it was a uh, ludo narrative dissonance. We were talking about Last of Us and something else. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> it's ludonarrative dissonance. Ludonarrative which is dissonance. when the gameplay and the activity that you have in the interactive medium you're playing doesn't match up with the story they're trying to tell. Right. So the, the entire idea of The Last of Us 2 especially is that violence is inherently bad. You know, like the... The idea of vengeance is uh, a, a losing game. Yeah. But throughout it, it's so fun to just shoot everybody right. and run around and And not only that, traps the game is built for you to uh, get as creative as possible with the traps that you make. Yeah. And and the way that you kill these people, sure, it's sneak around, built around you that. Get, you sniper, <laughs> there, there uh, are, uh, silencers, I mean. There are moments in the game where it is nearly impossible to just sneak through you have to kill certain people to get right. i mean i guess let's just say you don't have to do it but it's exponentially harder sure. to to not kill people and to just try to sneak through the whole right. level but in real life if this game was actually happening and if we were following the actual narrative yeah it would be way safer for ellie to just sneak around yeah 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 so yeah uh I'm going to download that as soon as I get home. You should. You should. Well, and the other thing, too, one more thing about it is that it is a definite love note to longtime fans of the series. 
there's lots of, of which we are we are yeah there's lots of of winks and nods and like references to the past games yeah and i just thought it was just so nice <coughs> so 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 good and i'm not gonna again i'm not gonna spoil anything but it's clearly in conversation with people who think that kratos went soft mm. It's mm. clearly in conversation mm. with people who think that the OG Kratos is like, you know, cooler than yeah. Dad Kratos. Dad Kratos is the best. He's the best. He's the best. The beard alone. Yeah. And boy. 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 Okay. I, this year, got really, really into like this kind of like esoteric, abstract kind of hip hop. Okay. Which, uh, the best way that I could describe it is just like you have to listen to yet, some, yet certain you, artists. You don't like Death Grips. Don't. Well, okay. I like some Death Grip songs, <sighs> yeah, okay, but I don't yeah, sit yeah. around listening to Death Grips. That's true. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm elevated enough to uh, have have a have a taste for Death Grips. Whatever, man. Maybe I'll maybe I'll revisit the first time. Dude, here's the thing. I listened to. Uh, there's certain artists that I listened to once and I was like, this, get this shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, and then I listened to it again and I was like, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. I can tell you two times. First time was with Misfits. I thought, oh, okay. yeah, surprisingly enough, oh, yeah. Ian showed me Misfits and I was like, what the, f he's talking about raping people and killing <laughs> babies and shit, man. If you'll get this fuck, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. And it took me a long time to come to that. You got caught up in the shock value. I did. Yeah. I did. I, w I, I was a I was a conservative dad in mm -hmm. the, in the in the seventies. Yeah, you didn't you, like what? You didn't realize you're listening to a horror movie. <laughs> and and the other thing, this will be even more surprising, was the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. I remember when I first got Paul's Boutique because I saw it on every single best of list, all genres. Yeah, yeah. too many Paul's samples. Boutique. I just thought it was a. I thought it was a mess. I was yeah, like, I don't yeah. understand what I'm listening to. I, you know, I kind of felt the same way when I first listened to it. And they and and at the time, I was like, these guys are not even, because I was, you know, I was so, I was so stuck on like super lyrical guys that like yeah, when yeah. when I listened to them, I was like, these guys can't rap, <laughs> and they're using all of these samples, and it's just like this this mess of sound. Yeah. And I tossed it, never listened to it, and then returned to it like I don't know three years later, and yeah. I was like, maybe I was. Maybe I was wrong. I gave it another shot, and I was like, oh, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. It's an absolute masterpiece. I couldn't believe how wrong I was the first time I listened to it. The, uh, the, the best thing I can say for people who haven't listened to it yet is, like, if you listen to it the first time and it, it sounds like a collage that you're not seeing, like, the, the full – you're looking at it too close. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. get further away from it, you see the full thing, the right. full picture, and you're like, oh, this is art. Absolutely. I get it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a long time to come to it. And so I'm, you know, I'm listening. I'm not, I am obviously, if you've been listening to this show, you know that I'm very strong in my opinions and very, very brutal about shit that I don't like. Yeah. But I also am not afraid to say when I was wrong and to go back and be like, you know what? I, I, I fucked that up and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and uh, it actually is good. It's important. And uh, yeah. So with all of this stuff, I would say listen to Billy Woods, Arm and Hammer. Mm -hmm. uh, of which he is in the group also. Sure, sure. Uh, Fly Anakin. Uh, Earl Sweatshirt, I mentioned it before, uh -huh. but Earl Sweatshirt's album with Alchemist is great. Uh, Mike is great. Like all these artists are doing kind of like this weird, off kilter kind of, you know, <clears throat> not your norm 
kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, We're getting into an experimental age of hip-hop, which I'm yeah. excited about. Well, which is really funny because I've avant-garde. seen... I've seen... Avant-garde is probably the best way to describe it. Post-rap, I guess. Post-hip-hop. I don't know. I've seen all these people complaining about how hip-hop is in this funk this year. Like, 2023 was, by all accounts, the most unsuccessful year since 1998, which was when hip-hop took over as the prevailing and most mm. successful genre of music. From 1998 onward, there was nothing as successful as hip-hop. We sure. topped the charts every year. And then 2023, uh, I think the highest charting album was probably, I mean, Travis was pretty high, Drake was pretty high, yeah. uh, but I can't think of another album that was like, that topped the charts so, as much as like, pop music did really well this year. Sure, Obviously, sure. Uh, Bad Money did really well this year. Um, SZA. SZA did really well. Uh, Taylor Swift always does well. So it was like a lot of pop music was at the top of the charts this year. And hip-hop, which usually prevails, is usually right there neck and neck, uh, and always the most successful genre, was not. It was in a downslope this year. So everybody's like, is hip-hop, was Nas a prophet? Is hip-hop finally dead? After 12 years or whatever since hip-hop was dead came out. But the irony is nothing more interesting has come out in the past couple years than what came out this year. Yeah. There were so many songs, singles, and albums that came out this year that really challenged me as a listener of hip-hop. There was things that, like, I came to late. Like, Billy Woods has been out for a while. Arm & Hammer has been out for a while. So yeah. I'm not sitting here pretending like I discovered any of these guys. Uh, but listening to it and actually, like, really reexamining the genre and what it's capable of. It's just so funny and ironic that this year is the quote unquote down year when there was so much creativity and yeah. so much like interesting and fun. And I mean, Larry June came out in the same year as Billy Woods. Like if you don't think that hip hop is in a, in a creative uh, upswing, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to tell you like this. And so if, if Drake, Billy Woods and Larry June all came out in the same year, how can you say that it was a down year for hip hop? Well, that's the thing is like I feel like people only quantify success as being in like the top forty or yeah. or you know being the top sold albums of the year, which Absolutely. isn't you know that's that is one metric of many. Yeah, and if anything, I feel like hip hop, and you know, mind you, I haven't listened to a lot this year. Like I just admitted, mm-hmm. but from what I have listened to, a lot of stuff that you've been mentioning, I feel like if anything it's apropos to like compare it to being in a crucible Mm. it's being like it's smaller now a little bit but it's compressing it's 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 forming something new and interesting which is what every genre has to do eventually well and hip-hop was always at its best when it was underground anyway when it was away from the mainstream and it was challenging and it was weird and it was like off kilter that's when you got the best version of this culture. Anyway. Remember when it scared people? <laughs> exactly. Remember you, when people didn't like rap? You wanted to scare people. Yeah. You wanted to be uninteresting to the mainstream. That's sure. what you want. Sure. If 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 it's something that like it's it's crazy to me that there's people who are like, it's not as successful as the weekend. And you're like, yeah, but that's a good thing. Why would you want not to say that I want these guys to be unsuccessful? Right. But things that are successful 
you know, global charting smash hits aren't usually that interesting, True. except for the weekend, ironically <laughs> yeah. enough, because yeah. that you know, Dawn FM is a very interesting, interesting album. But even that got its own backlash. Like a lot of a lot of longtime yeah. weekend fans that liked a certain style of his were like, "We're back to this bullshit again." Yeah, you know, I'm not one of them. I think it's one of his best albums ever. But yeah. you know, and it's uh, I, I think he's now the highest listened to or or most streamed artists in the world now he beat he's he's ahead of taylor swift currently uh weekend was that actually dawn fm was my most streamed album this year yeah that makes sense yeah 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 big fan big fan it's great all right all right next for me is actually going to be a swerve to a movie film called killers of the flower moon ah yes um you know i think without um Without hyperbole, I think this is one of Scorsese's greatest films. Mm. Um, it's big. It's big. I, I like. It's big. It's big. It's big. It's big. It's a great movie. It's a long movie. It's long, but I sat through it. I was awake almost the whole time. <laughs> Nearly the whole time. Well, I was streaming it, so I turned it off, and then I came back. And to by it. streaming it, I mean my penis. <laughs> um, <laughs> on a hooker It was um, on a hooker Excuse me sex worker She didn't complain <laughs> I paid her good money <laughs> Gold bars with Trump on them <laughs> You should have seen him dragging him down the road Her knuckles were dragging on the street It was quite hilarious <laughs> She looked like Santa Claus <laughs> A bag full of gold bars Mark, anyway, Mark Trump. Uh, <laughs> speaking of America, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Speaking of America, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I uh, once I found out that this movie was going to be the next project by Scorsese, big fan by the way. Mm. Uh, I decided to read the book that it was based off of because uh, they announced, as we've discussed, they were they announced movies way too far, way time. way too early now. Uh, but in this. In this circumstance, it actually gave me a, a, a leg up, and I was able to have enough time to read the book before the movie came out, finally. The book. And uh, first of all, the book is excellent. I highly recommend everyone read the book before they watch the movie, because the the book does hey, a... There it is. It's Target. It's Target. Target's here. It's Target. Target's here. Target, yay. Uh, this uh, Kills with the Flower Moon is brought to you by Target. Um, <laughs> Sponsored. Where, where where you can get things delivered to you. Uh, look out for Celine. We have a little Chihuahua who's running to the door. Um, all right, let me get her. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh oh. Don't. <laughs> oh, oh. There's someone in that door. I know it. I'll kill him. There it is. Oh God, she spit on my face. Oh. You're okay. Is that everything? No, there's oh. like 17 bags. Oh my god. Let's take an intermission. Okay. Well, not an intermission. We'll keep recording this. We'll keep recording. Uh, as I was saying, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, yeah, I think you should read the book before you watch the movie. Uh, that being said, I think that Leo is fantastic in this film. But I think the true stars are, of course, Lily Gladstone. And surprisingly... But not surprisingly, Robert De Niro. Hmm. I think it's one of his best character, one of his best characters. I mean, in the past like 15, 20 years, like he plays this guy. He plays the hell out of this guy. Hmm. And I was really impressed by his character work on this one. 
Uh, I think it helps that he's not like the star of the movie. Yeah. So he's able to kind of like, you know, get a little goofy. Yeah. Um, get a little goofy. Get a little goofy, you know, be a, be a, a side character a little bit. Uh, but his role is very important if you, if you know the story. Um, but I thought he was absolutely fantastic. I thought the entire cast was, you know, good. And uh, even though it was really long, it didn't, it's one of those that didn't feel like it. And I think that shows, like, if, if, if you have... <laughs> Not according to this one. <sighs> no, she was making a joke about long... Ah. Yeah, uh, but I think this is a good good showcase for why, like, if if you're in the hands of a true auteur, auteur. it doesn't matter how long the movie is. There's this whole debate about the movie being too long before it came out. Shut up, you know. Like, it's 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 great. It's fantastic. There's it it doesn't need a break. Just sit down for you know three hours. It's fine. You yeah. do that for a flight. It's right. fine. I'm so I'm so sick of this discourse about. Movies that are too long by by people who are supposed to be film. Oh, shut people. up! Like, how long is it? Are you advertising for a game? <laughs> how how <laughs> however long it takes an artist to tell their story should be however long it takes. Sure. Listen, yeah. I sat down and I watched that piece of shit. Justice League, Zack Snyder's <laughs> director's cut. That uh -huh. movie was yeah. four hours yeah, long, yeah. and I sat through that piece of garbage yeah. because I wanted to see Zack Snyder's vision. Yeah, yeah, you saw it. I saw it. Look, and the same thing with his new fucking movie. Mm. Apparently, he has a director's cut of Rebel Moon, which makes no sense. That He's working with Netflix. He can make his just make a movie, make a miniseries. Like, didn't, didn't Tarantino put out the fucking Hateful Eight miniseries yeah. on Netflix because he had all that footage he could yeah, fucking... He just did. do that. We're not here to talk about Zack Snyder. My point being, however long it takes an artist to tell their story, if it's a compelling and good story to tell, I don't care if, if it's a fucking five-hour movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You sit and watch a 10-hour movie, basically, when you watch a, a series on Netflix sure. that's yeah, not yeah. episodic, it, you're basically watching yeah. a 10-hour movie. Yeah. And if you binge it, you're watching probably like a five-hour movie at a time. Exactly. So what is the, what's the fucking difference? I'm so, it's so annoying when I see people complaining about how long movies it's, are. It is, it is a garbage take. And garbage take. Ordinarily, I, I try to be like, you know, copacetic, middle of the road. But on this one, my friends, grow up. Grow up. Sit down, watch a movie, or don't, or don't go out, go take a hike. Yeah, you know. But don't complain about how long don't it whine took about them it. to tell this story. Don't whine about if it. If you don't want to watch it, that's fine. Would you rather watch a shorter, worse movie? Exactly. I wouldn't. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. Anyway, because then the, the, the then the notes are, oh, this character wasn't fleshed out. Oh, it this was thing rushed. Wasn't it felt rushed. Uh, uh, shut up. Uh, uh, also, one last note on it. One of my favorite endings of a movie this year. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. Highly recommend it. Okay. I'm, it. I'm in, in the spirit of movies. I'm just going to give a, a, a quick little rundown of the. I didn't, like I said before, I didn't see a lot of movies, but I did see some 2023 uh, 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 hits, hits. That, that I think that I want to highlight anyway that are going to be not very. Uh, off the beaten path movies. Okay. But there are movies that I saw that I really just enjoyed this year. So we'll sure. just I'll just run through them. Speed run. The killer is probably my favorite movie uh, of the year. Yes, the killer was great. Killer was amazing. Uh 
you know, one of one of Fincher's best. <laughs> Just yeah. I actually some, agree. It, it's funny. I, I think it's such a stacked year. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. it's such it's, a stacked year that I actually didn't have it on my list. But yeah. but it deserves to be on the list. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. does. I mean, it's just so unexpected. I watched because um, Andy really likes Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl's great. Yeah. Gone Girl's amazing. Yeah, right. So I went. Sherry back. loves Gone Girl. <laughs> she actually showed it to me for the first time. I, I'd never seen it before. Really? Yeah. Really. It's fantastic. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So I watched that, like having watched the killer maybe like a like couple weeks before that. Mm. So I had Fincher his vibe freshly yep. in my mind. Yeah. So seeing like, you know how he just he's just he's just so good. He's so cold. <laughs> he's so, so precise. So so yeah. Just yeah. like. He's like Man. an alien. He's just like watching humans is like this yeah, you're distant like, thing. It's like it's like watching people exist, but you're in the hallway wondering why they're doing the things <laughs> right? that yeah. they're doing. Yeah. And but you you can hear the music from the hallway, but not really, and you're yeah. just kind of standing. And it's back the Smiths. And it's the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> so the killer was great. Mutant mayhem. I'm a huge Ninja Turtles Still fan. Still haven't seen it. I, I want to see it so bad. Oh, it's, so, it's so good. It's stuck on Paramount Plus. Ah. I'm just gonna yeah. rent it. I'm just gonna rent it. Mutant it's Mayhem's fine. amazing. It's a great, great, great movie for all ages. Yeah. Mission Impossible. I oh, didn't yeah. realize that yeah. that movie came out this year because so many bangers came yeah. out. It was really early. Really early. So yeah. uh, Mission Impossible. John Wick Four also came what? out this year. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> no way. I, yeah, I was just like, what? What? Oh, I forgot that. I would. I would have added it to the list if yeah. I knew that. I John forgot. Wick Four. Uh, Spider Verse was also oh, yeah, a movie course. that came out this year. Of course. Um, and uh, Guardians Three. Yeah. Nice capstone yeah, on a great yeah. trilogy. Yeah. A bright spot in an otherwise lack lackluster, as everybody has said, uh, phase in the yeah. MCU. And then Extraction Two, only because number one, our boy is in it. Yeah. And he has a lot of screen time, nice. which is really cool. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, he's you. He's like. Okay. He has a fight scene with uh, Chris Hemsworth. That's cool. Travis Gomez. Shout out to Travis. Our boy. He's been yeah. on the show. Our Stunt boy. man extraordinaire. He has a fight scene with him, and he gets like full, you know, uh, uh, he gets FaceTime, man. Full like foot and face. Yeah, full foot and face. Nice. Um, but Extraction and Extraction 2, long lineage of white dude kills a bunch of brown people oh, yeah. for yeah. an hour and a half. And, uh, and I love it. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's one of my favorite genres of genre. action movie. Where yeah. like you know Rambo, I mean yeah, Schwarzenegger, Commando, you know, just yeah. where they just they run the, the, run roughshod over the, a whole island. The beginning of Predator, yeah, beginning of Predator, yeah. yeah. The first like forty five minutes of Predator yeah. is just that movie. Right. Predator, it's probably why the Predator is so good because <laughs> yeah. like it it you don't know if you didn't know what Predator was and you just watched it, you'd be like, oh, it's another one of those movies. Yeah, where a <laughs> white dude. Kills a bunch of brown yeah. people. A group of Americans go into South America and destroy everything mm -hmm. and everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I really, I really enjoy that genre of of, of movie and and like I just don't really I don't really care for people who are like it's not well written or it's this or it's that. It's like is the fight choreography well done? Are the actions action sequences well done? Is the story coherent? It doesn't need to be clever. It doesn't need to subvert your expectations. Is sure. it? Is it? Does it make sense? This yeah, guy yeah. goes in there and he has a reason to be there and he has a reason to get out of there. Is right. that enough? Right. That's enough for me. The story should be enough that you you're not questioning it. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. And, and the action just you know just is is that capper on top of it mm -hmm. that makes it worthwhile. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's all you need. So those are my highlights for movies of the year. I, I, I wish that I could tell you how I felt about Oppenheimer and Barbie and Killers and all, all these like really good salt burn and like, you know, but I just maybe for t- in 2024, I'll you come back yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do the catch up thing. I yeah. do have Oppenheimer in 4K. You do? I do. I didn't know that. I got it for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> do we? Is that a? Are we gonna? We could do one real should in. Should we? We could one real in. We could, we could run one real in Oppenheimer. All right, let's do it. Okay, I'm down for it. Deal. Uh, okay, so my actually my final film on my list uh, is Stop Making Sense 4K. Oh, re-release uh, that we saw in theaters. Uh huh. Um, along with Rob, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I I went in. Really, I, I'd never seen the full movie. I'd, Same. I'd seen clips and stuff, mm-hmm. and obviously knew about the big suit and the the uh, the lamp dance and all that. Yeah, um, but seeing it now in full context, I mean, I was just blown away. I think it holds up incredibly well. Mm-hmm. I think like the music itself. <laughs> I mean, it kind of goes without saying, but like timeless, timeless music gets you up and dancing. I. I I haven't seen another, uh, I guess, concert film with that same energy. Yeah. Because it really felt like you were at the show. Yeah. And I think that with this 4K upgrade, um, it's it's now, like, kind of kicked the can that much further down the road to make it, like, for the next generation to continue to <clears throat> celebrate this this time capsule <laughs> yeah. of, of uh, just before... Um, they they broke up. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I really. I mean, Talking Heads are pro- they're one of my favorite groups of all time. Yeah. But av- after having experienced that with you guys, like they definitely moved up my list. Yeah. You yeah. know, because I like the the music was always good, but like watching their like live expression, seeing of them it, do it, yeah, it really like it pushed them really high up the list. Yeah. After after having watched it. Hey, hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. Can, can, hey, can get you, over here. Can you can you deliver some beers over here? <laughs> beers? Yeah. Like, can we hey, get some beers? Can we get oh. some fucking beers over here? <laughs> can you cut that word out? No, I'm leaving it in. I'm You're off it camera in. anyway. It's fine. Um, He's a chauvinist, and I want the people to see it. Hey, sweetheart. Hey, sweetheart. Get over here. And you bring uh, two, get, two get me and my here. buddy a beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, let's bring him out. Yeah. Bring him out. Bring him out. We'll we'll choose. We'll choose. I went to a la carte and got some of these uh, other half brewing beers. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Actually, yeah, fucking super nice. Yeah, other half. Man. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, wait, come here. Come here. Hey, get over here, toots. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yay. Thank Don't you. Camera. <laughs> Only disrespect Only when we turn it off. When we turn yeah. it off and no one else disrespect is around. Disrespect her in the bedroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was joking. Um, but yeah, so. Are you done with your own? I am. Oh, okay. I, I've done, been done. Cheers, kids. Uh, but yeah, all that being said, like, I, th- I, I mean, it. I haven't seen, I think, enough of these concert films to really render complete judgment. But I mean, it's easily my favorite concert film so far that I've seen, uh, based on energy alone. So Oops. how dare you? 
Biruchan. Biruchan. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I love seeing it in theaters with our like the, the one group of people in front of us that was clearly like just a boomer couple that mm-hmm. was having a good time. Yeah, um, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was just a great time, and I recommend if if they ever reshow it at any time in theaters, go 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 out and see it. Absolutely. If you can ever catch it in theaters, do so. Yeah, because. I know, like, we were, I think we all were kind of hesitant because mm-hmm. we were like, what's the protocol with a concert movie? But <laughs> well, I really we had, wanted to get up and dance. We had just talked about the Taylor Swift uh, right. uh, debacle about, right. you know, people getting up and dancing and treating it like a, you know, concert. But man, oh man, there was moments where we were watching that. <laughs> and Rob even said it too. He was like, you know, we were all like in the chair <laughs> yeah. just like, <laughs> and really wanted to. Yeah, so I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Watch it. If, if it's ever screening at one of your, like, cute little indie theaters yeah, yeah. or whatever, watch that shit. Yeah, it was great. For sure. Loved it. Loved it. Cheers. Cheers. How so, about you, good friend? We, uh, just so the people know, I cracked oh, sure. open the cream of broccoli, mm. which got, which caught my interest because it's an Imperial Oat Cream IPA. Oh. Double dry hops. Imperial Oat Cream I actually haven't had this one yet. This was very interesting to me. Yeah. So uh, I really love the broccoli. So this is, I think, the broccoli with oat added to it. Okay. So. Uh, I think to kind of capstone this whole thing, I'll run through my picks for album of the albums of the year or. I guess I should say like most interesting albums that that uh, that <clears throat> that 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 I was listening to because there's a ton of albums like I didn't listen to the Boy Genius album mm, and I didn't mm, listen mm, to the Mitski mm. album. Mitski so album's good. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff. So if you don't hear it, it's not because I didn't like it or ignored it. It's well, I did ignore it, <laughs> but not intentionally. Not intentionally, yeah. There's going to be a lot of like a quote unquote urban stuff. Okay. Oh. So uh, although I hate. His current attitude and how he has chosen to use his new fame and new attention. I do have to show love to the Lil Yachty album because I thought it was good. Hmm. When I first listened to it, apropos of nothing, I thought it was a good album. I had I, We went into it, tried to have no bias, and I thought he did really well by basically... Cha- you can tell that... He's a big Tame Impala fan, right? And he was trying to this create was his this psychedelic. Album. Yeah, yeah, and and it's very clear that he had. Uh, let me be clear. Uh, uh, let me be clear. He had a good team of writers. He himself, Lil Yachty, has a very interesting voice when he u- utilizes it in in a way that that uh, is not just him rapping. Yeah, like if he, he he can do some very interesting stuff with his voice and with his with his cadence and everything. Uh, I thought it was I thought it was a I was thought it was a smart choice. I thought it was a fun album. His most recent interviews have have very they've sullied the <laughs> emotion that what? I've had around the album. Why? What's happened? What he's, happened? He he basically what happened? He's taken this attitude of like, oh. I listen to Pink Floyd, so I'm above the rest of you guys who listen to hip hop. Like he's he's turned into one of these like, like an elitist. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the Miley Cyruses of the world. When they get their success, they turn around and are like, hip hop kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> he's he's on this thing where he's it's like so limiting. Yeah, and it's like, bro, 
you spent the majority of your career being immersed in the worst versions of hip hop. The reason you have a career is because of hip hop. Yeah. yeah. And then you turn around and you make this like basically this Tame Impala ripoff album, which again, I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Listen, I thought it was interesting that he did this. Sure. But, it, you know, it's not a perfect album and he's not like a great songwriter or anything like it was just a fun album. So I, I highlighted it because it was a very interesting turn for somebody like Lil Yachty to do. But then to turn around and be in these interviews talking about how, like, bro, you think you're the only person who listened to fucking Pink Floyd? Pink Floyd, Floyd yeah. Like, listen, we got high to Pink Floyd in fucking <laughs> high school, all right? You're in your, you're in your late 20s, and you Marco just— threw up one I, time. Exactly. We're way past <laughs> fucking Pink Floyd, my guy. That was a good I, time. I, that was a good time. Well, all of, most of it. Mm. The last part kind of sucked. I still get queasy when listening to oh. the second half of Dark Side. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, get off your high horse, brother. Yeah, Nobody, yeah, yeah. you're not the first person. And you won't be the last person to fucking listen to Dark or, Side of the Moon or be influenced by Dark Side exactly. or, or any other classic psychedelic album. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, the T Pain uh, cover album came out this year. That was early, early 2023. I've been seeing a lot of his covers get prominence on social media now. well because he did some show where he okay. was doing where he was performing it so uh, that kind of reignited people clipping it out and yeah. and again don't want to be that guy but i tried to tell you guys yeah i posted about it a lot it's been well known that he has a great voice he does yeah and this cover album i tried I, I posted on it about it on instagram i was like guys this is a great great album yeah. this is everybody who watched that npr performance this is him oh, showcasing yeah. that yeah, shit yeah. And uh, now everybody wants to, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. De La Soul, their entire catalog was was uh, put on streaming mm, after they mm-hmm. finally worked out their deal with Tommy Boy. Uh, so that was a great, great moment for hip hop. Great yeah. moment for the group. Um, for all of us, you know. Rest in po- rest in peace to True Goy. Uh huh. Um, but it was really, it was a good moment. Yeah. For for music in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. To, to now we all just get to listen to. You know, it's on streaming now. You can just listen to it. Yeah. So that's great. Larry June, obviously. Tyler, the creator, put out an expansion to uh, Call Me When You Get Lost. That that's was right. this year. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Scaring the Hose. Big yeah. highlight. Yeah, that was a good one. Great album. Uh, went to see them uh, uh, with Steve and my boy Brendan. And that was fun. Great show. Unknown Mortal Orchestra put out an album. Great album. Uh, Janelle Monae's fourth album, uh, The Age of Pleasure. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. SZA, we talked about yep. already. Uh, probably one of the best albums of the year. For sure, yeah. Uh, Jeff Rosenstock. If, nobody, if nobody's listened to Jeff Rosenstock, Ooh. great. Okay. Great, great uh, kind of indie, uh, bordering on emo kind of stuff. But uh-huh. he's a multi-instrumentalist, singer-songwriter. I think you'll really, really like this album. Okay. So look up. Is he uh, really sad? Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so you'll you'll enjoy this. Yeah. <clears throat> Earl, Billy Woods, the Andre 3000 album. Oh, it was yeah. one of my cheers. Sure. Great album. Uh, Arm & Hammer. Uh, Slow Dive put out an album in 2023. Yes. Which was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a traditional, you know, shoegazy, very just just fun, just cool, just ugh, kind I of forgot, sludgy I album. I forgot all about that album, but yes, agreed. It's fantastic. Uh, and an honorable mention to uh, No Name's album, second album, Sundial. Noname. Noname. I'm halfway through it. And Terrible cover. 
Yeah, it's an, oh, it looks so bad. <laughs> so bad. But uh, I'm only halfway through it, so I can't strictly say that it's one of my favorites of the year. Sure. But I do really like what I've heard so far. It's been getting a lot of buzz. It's been hitting like top five of the years throughout publications. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That was my speed run of uh, albums. Okay. Since you did that, I'll do that for my uh, games okay. of the year. I have a, a handful left, but I'll, I'll run through them. Alan Wake 2, man. Mm. Uh, I mean, if I had to pick, if I had to its pick, if I had to pick one game of the year, it'd be Alan Wake 2. Mm. Um, I mean, I think it improves on the original in like every conceivable way. <clears throat> Expands the lore. Does really uniquely interesting things in video games that I have never seen before. Yeah. There's this, I don't know how they do it to this day, to this day, to this day, but they have this effect that they actually started in the game Control, where it looks like, it's the trippiest thing, it looks like they're projecting like live action footage onto the game screen as you're playing, Mm. and it trips me out every time. I don't know the technology behind it, I don't know how they do it, how they pull it off, but it's one of the coolest effects I've ever seen. And the way they utilize it is really cool. Uh, one of the scariest games I've ever played. But like I said, it actually, like, because I'm so invested in the story, I feel like it has led me to be a braver gamer. <laughs> a braver gamer. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I have I've was able to push myself in a way that, like, I know, I know you're the same way as I am, where it's like... Pussy? Yeah, when it comes to games, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if there are too many jump scares, like, it comes to a point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, just, yeah. Mm. But <laughs> this game, it, it has this quirk to it that's very, um, very Twin Peaks that adds in humor and adds in just intrigue and like a weird mystery to it yeah that you can't help but like want to unfold it presents more questions than it answers which i love it ends in a weird place that gives it so much promise and best of all it really solidifies that there is an entire universe that remedy the developer has been creating this entire time yeah so you you realize that like I mean, essentially, every game they've ever made, including Max Payne, including uh, Quantum Break, all these things that they don't technically own are under the same umbrella yeah. of, of this multiverse weird that's cool. thing that's happening. And they, they pull it off so well. The graphics are incredible. The gameplay is good. Um, it's, it's definitely a survival horror game, so if that's an up your alley, then like... Maybe just watch it. Get on, over it on YouTube or something. I don't know. Um, do but, what I do. Yeah, but I like. I recommend for you to 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 push yourself to play it. No, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna. Play and, it. and on top of that, they did something interesting too, along the lines of. I mean, not exactly, but uh, kind of along the lines of what uh, God of War did, which is they recently did an update, which gave you a new game plus. Mm. And normally, I'm not a new game plus guy, because mm. I'm like, I beat the game. I don't want to do it again immediately. Right. I don't care if you give me all my weapons and perks and stuff. Whatever. But this one... I want to talk about new game plus later. We'll, we'll talk about okay. that at length, but I would like to talk about new game plus okay. as a concept. But they announced that, and I was like... I don't really care. Like, I, I beat it already. But then they announced that New Game Plus is actually going to have an effect on the story. Mm, interesting. So certain things will be a little different <clears throat> on your second playthrough. And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> so I've begun my new game plus, which is called the Final Draft, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I just think it's just a smart way to get people back into it. And they've announced that they're going to do DLC and like added storylines and stuff. So I'm fully down the rabbit hole, man. I love the Remedy universe. I love everything Sam Lake has been doing. Uh, the original face of Max Payne, if you don't know. RIP to the original voice actor of Max right, Payne. RIP, RIP. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I love this world. I love this game. I can't sing its praises any louder. It is my game of the year. Mm. Next up, uh, a close second, I would say, is actually Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Hey. Uh, incredible game. I think it's going to suffer in Game of the Year uh, just because it came out so early. Yeah. And it's been forgotten by, you know, a lot of people. But I remember going through this game and beating it and thinking, like, this is one of the best made games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mechanically, it is, like... <laughs> unbelievable what they're able to do with freedom of like building like the entire building mechanics thing like i'm not a big fan of like i don't like have it like they did with fallout remember like fallout 4 i think it was oh yeah that was like when they make your settlement or whatever like i don't care yeah um maintain all this bullshit for the no i don't i like i had had zero care to do that but in uh tears of the kingdom they made it really accessible and super easy to do in a way that's like, oh, we're, we're like just playing with Legos at this point. Right. Like you find stuff and you stick it together and that's it. And that made it so accessible that I was like, okay. And and not to mention they, they attached that to the weapon degradation that people were complaining about too. Mm-hmm. Because in this game, unlike, you know, a lot of other games, your weapons, uh, they break after a couple of hits. Um, this one, you can get any, I mean, you can even get a stick and attach it to a rock, and that makes it that much stronger. Yeah. So that as a sort of a, a pseudo cheat code and, and being able to do that with like, I don't know, stuff that makes it catch fire or stuff that gives it electric power. Like it, there's almost endless possibilities in yeah. this game. And not to mention the storyline itself is actually really good for, for a Zelda game. You know, like there's actual storytelling happening here. Incredible soundtrack. Looks beautiful for it being on essentially a last gen platform. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely loved it. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and the best thing I can say about it is it makes Breath of the Wild completely obsolete. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not even gonna play it then. No, like the well, you can if you haven't played this one yet. But I'm saying like they've added so much to this, like to their entire thing, that like there's no need to ever go back. Well, I have Breath of the Wild. Lottie has Tears of the Kingdom, so I'll mm, mm. you know, just play Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I would play Breath of the Wild. I, th- I think you already told me before. Play like five to ten hours of Breath, just to kind of get the idea, and then and then jump into yeah. Tears of the King. You could do that. Uh, just know the story. Know know what happens at the end of Breath of the Wild. That'll help you mm. prep. All right. Yeah. Uh, my only question for that game is where do we go next? Because a lot of people are next? saying like, this is great, but. There's a je ne sais quoi about the original Zelda games that were like temple based. Well, didn't uh, didn't the OG developer didn't he say like this is it this this was the conclusion of the story? Uh, I don't know. That wouldn't surprise me though. It felt pretty, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I and and listen, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I read an article where where he said like this that's it for this style of yeah Zelda game. Sure, 
Like we completed the story. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, And Zelda's been, I mean, infamous or famous, depending on which way you look at it, for changing up how the game is going to go. Like what what style of game it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, is there another game other than Mario that changes genres, changes styles, but continues to excel uh, quality-wise? Yeah, not really. Can't think of another game that, like, maintains and i mean that's that's what nintendo's good for man mm-hmm. for all of its faults oh, Me- nintendo metroid is too. metroid you get prime metroid and is the, another the 2D one. ones yeah yeah for all of its faults ne- nintendo really knows how to make a consistently interesting and high quality video game it's the uh, nintendo seal of approval that's right finally my very last video game to mention here as best of or my favorite i should say of 2023 final fantasy 16 Mm-hmm. Um, it's anime Game of Thrones. One more than you need, you know. Nothing else. Uh, I th- I believe it's the first M-rated Final Fantasy. Um, I didn't even know it was M-rated. Yeah, other than like the Paradise Lost or whatever <laughs> that they made, I don't remember. Yeah. There's some side story thing that came out relatively. I think it may be M-rated as well. But this is the first I think mainline Final Fantasy that's been M-rated. Um, I like where they took it. Uh, maturity wise and I like I like the scale that they play with in this game especially um, they get to like God of War level boss design here like it gets huge yeah it gets incredible it gets it, and the soundtrack is one of my favorite of the year um, there's going to be a DLC expansion that that is is going to be coming down the pipeline apparently which I'm excited for as well uh yeah i mean I, I i loved it i think it there's a there's a lot of naysayers who say it's it's too far removed from the rpg-ness of the original series but you know like we were just saying about zelda i'm happy to see a um a franchise evolve with time in the way that even like um yakuza went you know yeah. they went the opposite way where it was an action game first and it turned to an rpg yeah uh and they've been able actually to like divide that into like we're going to do rpgs and then also have action games on the side yeah i mean best of both worlds in my opinion yeah uh so yeah i would like to see them either go even further into becoming like a essentially devil may cry or revert back to being a turn-based rpg i i think that i think that the final fantasy it's just too kinetic and electric to be relegated to turn-based. turn-based game there are certain games that like it makes sense. i mean and even early final fantasy games make sense as as turn-based games but once you get into seven and onward i mean mm. that's why seven the seven remake is so good yeah. i didn't finish it still so <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i finished it but i yeah. will say like it even when i was a kid my first thought was like why am i what is this why why do i have to wait like there's so much going on around yeah. me that this needs I need to be able to just run around this arena and like figure out my strategy on the go. Yeah. And Final Fantasy like it it's it's surprising to me that it took this long to get to action RPG. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that they should revert back. I think they should just continue to evolve that genre. Yeah. That I mean, that's the one thing I'll note against 16 is that it felt like it was a kind of a half step. It was like a 
dipping a toe into the water yeah. of action. Yeah. Uh, because, it, I mean, it's an action game. Like, it's, it's not turn-based in any way, really. But you don't get, like, the combos. You don't get the complexity of combat that you wouldn't in Devil May Cry. Or uh, even or even uh, uh, the best uh, Kingdom Hearts games. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And Square really pre- perfected a, a, a very satisfying flow of combat mm-hmm. in Kingdom Hearts 2. Well, and I feel more <clears throat> Kingdom Hearts influence, which is funny because apparently the same director who directed Kingdom Hearts uh, is do, did Final Fantasy uh, Remake. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of I, I feel that flavor in the remake. Yeah. You know, like... I, I feel a bit more of that influence of it's a healthy balance between action and still being semi turn based in a way where you can pull up your menu and say like I want to do this attack yeah and do it yeah like for specials especially yeah um, but anyway we're going down the nerd hole here uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy sixteen buddy we are we are in the nerd we are far we're in the fully nerd hole. immersed yeah, in the yeah. nerd hole there's no light coming from None. the nerd hole where yeah. we're at we're at the bottom of the well we're at the bottom of the nerd hole. Um, it's a nerd pit at that point. Nerd pit. Nerd. That's the name of our new podcast. Nerd pit. Nerd pit. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, Don't take that. Yeah. That's but, ours. <laughs> all that to be said, I think Final Fantasy 16 is a perfect starting point for people who have not gotten into the series yet. I think actually they they could have just called it Final Fantasy and it's been like, this is a new start. Yeah. You know, we'll, yeah. We'll see where we take it from here. but. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a great launch pad for the franchise. Launch pad McQuack. Yep. All right. I don't think I have anything else to highlight this year. So I think I'm good. You good? Uh, I have some honorable mentions. Please rock into it. I don't I, I got nothing so. Uh, well, I read I read a few books this year. Okay. Not to flex. Uh, <laughs> this guy read books. <laughs> Uh, I read Stephen King's The Stand, mm. which uh, I read the expanded expanded version, mm. and I was expended afterwards. <laughs> uh, uh, but it was fantastic. I thought it, you know, it, it's it's an epic. It's it, it is an act- absolutely epic story and worth your while. Uh, but it'll take you a while, uh, which inspired me actually to read his uh, book on writing. It's literally called On Writing, mm. and it's. I'm almost done with it, and I think I've gotten a lot of inspiration from him. Good. And I'm really happy about it. So, I mean, it's almost cliche to recommend that to to aspiring writers, but, you know, I, I think there's a lot of timeless advice here that is, is actually really, really good to have in your pocket. Mm-hmm. And he's very clear about it being like, this isn't going to solve all of your writing issues. It's just a you know my perspective on it essentially. Yeah, uh, which I which I like. And if you uh, get on Audible, he reads the book himself. Can't beat that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, another book is War Against All Puerto Ricans: Revolution and Terror in America's Colony by Nelson Antonio Denise. Denise. Um, I'm not done with it yet. I'm pretty close to done as well. Um, and you know, as a ethnically puerto rican guy yay who doesn't speak very much spanish (laughs) (laughs) and feels uh pretty disconnected from the island i think this book was really important for me to get uh you know a 
true read on kind of what happened on the island. And I th- I've always felt that Puerto Rico is kind of a uh, kind of an ignored place. You know, like you don't see much on it ever. Yeah. Unless it's bad news. Um, you know, hurricanes or uh, uh, fraud in, in government, <laughs> fraud. you know. Yeah. Or, or uh, Trump throwing paper towels at people. There's my Puerto Rican. There's my Puerto Rican. He's in Puerto Ricans for Trump. Puerto Ricans with Trump. Um, but, you know, I've, I've kind of struggled to find <clears throat> both history and general, like, report reportage on Puerto Rico itself. And it's been always been uh, a blind spot that I've wanted to correct in my life uh, as somebody whose family from Puerto Rico. And uh, this book has really helped out a lot uh, to understand at least one perspective on the history of what happened of it being an American colony, um, the politics behind that, uh, you know, the, the fights for independence, uh, a lot of the actors behind the scenes, a lot of the politicians on the American side of, you know, their their influences on the island. Um and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not very, uh, it, it doesn't make you feel good, but I, I, feel, I feel really enriched by understanding more about, you know, where, where my peoples come from. Right. Um, so, you know, even if you're not Puerto Rican, I recommend the book because it's, a, it's a, definitely an interesting read. And I think even just as, as an American, it's important to know what, America has done as a colonizer mm. in the Caribbean. I think people don't really realize America's influence across the globe. Mm. And every time that there's a story about America's colonization or just America's grip on the rest of the world, people are always like surprised and taken aback, myself included. Sometimes yeah. I'm, I have a very healthy dose of skepticism and, and, um, and and just overall distrust for <laughs> and sure. every government, American government especially. especially. Yeah. And even still, there's sometimes I read stories where I'm like, I can't believe that our reach is that far. Yeah. And uh, Puerto for Rico such a relatively is, new country, right? You know, what we have done to that island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Oh, buddy! Yeah, I've got some stories for you. And and uh, and people should educate themselves on that stuff because. It, you look silly when you have this undying, blinding affection for and 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 uh, bless you. Uh, I was spanking a really important point, but uh, don't worry about that. Um. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 talking about oppression uh, of marginalized, uh, colonized people. Yeah, but please sneeze That's whenever fine. you feel like it. That's fine. Uh, She's half Filipino. Okay, <laughs> she doesn't care. <laughs> when you the half white sneezed you should really basically you should just really read up on that stuff before before you have this this uh undying love i i'm not telling anybody to not be proud of your con- country yeah uh but definitely you need to have context before you walk around with this undying uh bleeding heart for uh old glory well for anything i, I think it's true of anything you've loved 
you need to have a fully balanced perspective on it. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I still love America. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to have grown up here and, and, you know, for the freedoms we have to make this podcast and, and such. Uh, but that comes with the knowledge that America has done <laughs> some absolutely terrible things. Yeah. Uh, including to my ancestors. Right. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it just it, it opened my eyes in a way. And, and actually, you know, my dad has gotten more and more conservative <laughs> as he's gotten older. I got him that book just knowing it was an interesting book. It got good reviews and, you know, I picked it up for him. And I again, I hadn't seen very many books about Puerto Rico and the history of Puerto Rico. But that was one of the main ones that I saw. Yeah. So I got it for him and he read it. And he's like, <sighs> damn, there's some stuff in there, <laughs> essentially. Uh, he's yeah. like, you, you may not be as patriotic after you get done reading that. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, I've, I've gotten there. I've gotten to those chapters. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty crazy how, you know, in the modern in modern days, uh, what sort of conniving things has happened yeah. uh, to that island. And uh, it's very easy to look your nose down on it and say, like, oh, it's just <laughs> a bunch of corrupt politicians down there that, you know, are out for themselves. But. You know, they were set up. Yeah. They, they were set up to fail. And it's real people being affected by it. It's not yeah. just this, this yeah. nameless, faceless island that you uh, you just go, oh, man, I can't believe that's happening. And then you move move about your day. It's it's real people who are affected by these things. Yeah. These policies and, and all of this backdoor government trickery that, that is just, like, fascinating to read about and interesting to talk about. Real people are affected by those things. Well, people who live on that island have to live under the thumb of like that debt that they owe America, for instance. Yeah. So it's it's not which was completely manufactured, <clears throat> and on top of that, being, I mean, essentially brainwashed in, yeah. into believing that this is the only way that it would work out. Yeah. Um, you know, Puerto Rico almost got the same treatment that like the Philippines did, which is they got their independence. Yeah. Didn't happen because there was too much money involved with the the sugarcane plantations. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think this this book is important. Not, I mean, I would especially recommend it to you know Puerto Rican Americans, um, but any American really uh, should read this book and understand like just as an example of what American colonialism looks like. Um, check it out. It's, it, it's it's well written, interesting read. It's it's a pretty quick read too yeah and um yeah highly recommend it um also moving to something else completely different uh the berserk manga <laughs> is awesome sick yeah Hell yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it's like game of thrones as well mm. <laughs> but also anime um fuck yeah yeah very dark very cool uh i love it berserk i love it sick. I, I love it so far um so yeah that that's it for my books um, I want to give a little tip of the hat to Call of Duty Three or Modern Warfare Three. I, 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 had, a, I had a feeling it was going to be. I had to. Come up. I had to. I think it may be the game I played most this year. I, I was going to bring it up when you were talking about <laughs> video games earlier, but I was like, maybe he won't talk about it. But no, no, here no. we are. I have to. Honorable I have to. mentions. You know, it's it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Let me get that. Let me get that fill. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bad game, but it just it feels so good. It feels so good. I'm sorry. Uh, that you know and, and and finally uh, visiting Japan. 
You have to oh, go, yeah. You have to go to Japan. I can't believe yeah. you did that in this year. That's crazy. It was this year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's it for me, though. I went back and, and I played, actually, last night. I, I booted back up Titanfall after we talked oh, about yeah. it. Game holds up, man. Titanfall 2? Yeah. Yeah. Game holds up. Yeah. And there's people still playing it, like you said. Not a lot of people. Sure. I saw a lot of repeat gamer tags. Yeah, yeah. But enough people to 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 have yeah, some like pretty in, satisfying yeah. games and you know yeah it's a fun game it's a great great time uh, I'm trying to think any any more honorable mentions for myself I mean <clears throat> uh, this year <laughs> Andy and I were rewatching film series like weird film series for, uh-huh. for I, I I don't really know why Did you guys get uh, in the scream yet. So we we just started that. Okay. So by you know hopefully in the next like month or so I'll be able to talk to you about like Scream all the okay. way through. And we'll we'll, okay. we'll we'll talk about Scream. We'll okay. talk about the whole series. Okay. We did uh, uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh. And there's a lot of those. Very yeah seven. Of them. <laughs> very passively we've been watching the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Okay. Not yeah. great movies. Yeah yeah. Not even one of them. Yeah. But. Very fun to watch. Yeah, sure. Very fun to just turn on and be like, oh, let's see what Jason does next. <laughs> so that's fun. And then, and, and then yeah, Scream. We're, mm. we're, Scream is, is one of Andy's most favorite Same. Uh, film series. So, Same, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get through that and we'll come back. But like this year, for some reason, we just started like running through these movies that have extended uh, uh, sequels. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to... I haven't told them this yet, but I'm going to try to get them into... Uh, the Fast and the Furious. Oh no! <laughs> they know that I'm obsessed with it, and they know that I own all of them, yeah. but I haven't really subjected them to sure. it yet uh, yeah. because we still have to watch Star Wars, which they've never watched before. Which is, yeah, okay. I know, I know. Okay. Hey, I know. So yeah. one thing at a time. One thing at a time. One thing. At they don't time. get those in the country clubs. They don't get those in the country clubs. I tell you, what. <laughs> we're gonna be watching <laughs> Star Wars. We, we don't have a print in Mirlago. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think anything else. I, I think that's all I got. I think I, I think 2023 was, was a fun year, an interesting yeah, year. Yeah, there's lots of good uh, stuff. Lots some of good highs, stuff. Some, some lows. But, yeah. you know, that's how every year goes. That's, that is what it is. All right? Couldn't say it better myself. All right. So, we will talk about this meme. Yeah. But we do have to highlight the highest rated beer mm. of the year. The beer which, of the year. The beer of the year. Yeah. We're, we've been trying to do it the past couple of years. Sometimes we forget. Uh, this this year we're on it. We're on top of it. Yeah. We looked into yeah. it. Yeah. We made sure that... that we, we discussed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And we pulled up the, the archives, the information, the yep. research. Yep. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the beer that we probably enjoyed most was... Drumroll, please. The Bierstadt Lagerhaus Slow Pour Pills. And is it any wonder? It's a fantastic beer. That's great. Made even better by the process of slow pouring it. Yeah, yeah. It says it takes five minutes to properly pour a slow pill. Slow pour pill. A slow pill. People don't really understand that uh, while you're doing it. Until until they see you doing it and they're like, why is it taking so long? And it's like, this is a process. This is a whole thing. Yeah. And we did it on the show. They don't ask you about that for like Guinness though, right? Well, the thing about, well, 
So no, <laughs> it's known. It like it's yeah. a known thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. The idea of a Guinness is like yeah, you have to wait for it to like settle There's up and process. get that nice head of foam. Yeah. and and it's funny you bring that up because it is ironic that people are like okay with it when it comes to this thing, but when you're like it's a pilsner, their idea of a pilsner is <laughs> yeah, just rip it and grip it. Yeah, this guy the other day I gave him a pilsner with with a big head of foam, which is how we traditionally do it at, at Red Light. And we were super busy. And it was the New Year's. Actually, it was a New Year's party. Mm. And we're super busy. And I give it to him. And he's like, that's a, lot of, that's a lot of foam, man. And I was like, yeah, that's how it's poured. And I just gave him his card <laughs> back and I walked away from him. Because I'm like, I don't have the time yeah, to, to explain, explain to you. this whole thing to you. Yeah. But with this, it takes time and it deserves time. It does. It's a fantastic beer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you said that we both gave it six. We both gave it. It was unanimous. Six out of six. There you go. Um. Yeah, hard to find in in Florida, and uh, it's it it's out of apparently Colorado. Uh, so you can find it out there if if you're ever. Uh, let's see, Blake Street, Denver, Colorado. There you go. If you're ever out there in Denver, uh, check out the Bierstadt because Bierstadt. apparently they're well known for their slow pour pills. I which, bet they I bet they have it down to a science. Oh, they there. absolutely do. I'm I'm like this has to be their like main beer yeah uh we were lucky enough to have it because a la carte in central florida uh featured them yeah uh, just on a random week and and had them over which is what i appreciate about a la carte actually they, they do a really good job of <laughs> of you know like national beer features their tap takeover thing is very cool Incredible. They, they, they pick some it's really good so cool yeah which is how you know we're able to have these uh other half other half beers. is great other half is that a uh, new york new york yeah yeah yep Yep. Yeah. Had my first uh, other half in New York City. There you go. Um, so happy to see them out here. And uh, yeah, shout out to Bierstadt. Uh, Bierstadt. I would love to visit you in person. Yeah. See what you're all about. Yeah. I think we decided on this episode being a cheers, right? This is a full Yeah, yeah. I have no week. other additional cheers of the week. Okay. Other than to say Happy New Year. Yeah. You know. Okay, kids. Um, we went through everything that we liked about 2023. We're moving onwards and upwards mm-hmm. into 2024. But before we can leave the year behind, there's one last thing that we have to do. And we have to talk about this meat that we had on the show. And it's from Sideward. And it's just their meat. It's just meat. Just meat. Just meat, baby. It should be called just meat. <laughs> yeah. It's just meat. Yeah. It's just meat. Obi, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, it's meat. It's mead. Yeah, it's just mead. It's just mead. Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, I don't. It didn't like wow me. It just tasted like honey, yeah. which is fine. I don't think we're particularly uh, well versed mead drinkers. That's though. the thing. That's why I'm a little like, I'm a little apprehensive to give this one a full review. But you know, <clears> given <throat> just where we are today in in 2024, uh, you know, it 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 didn't it didn't do anything special for me is kind of exactly what I was expecting. Um, but it was, you know, it tasted good. I'm giving it four and a half. Let's say this. Let's, let's say that this, this review is a review with an asterisk yeah. so that we can get more well-versed in meads. Sure. We have Zynarium now we yeah. can go and check out. Um, so hopefully we'll, 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 we'll hit a couple of those. We'll grab some more meads. Cause we did have this rule against doing meads on the show. Sure. And although there's a million other beers that we can do, I think we can kind of expand a little bit. I think so. Start messing with some so. like some ciders and like, some meads. Well, and like we like said, that. mead is brewed, mead is so brewed. it should mead be considered. 
Yeah. So with that in mind, I also have to give it a four and a half because yeah, I kind of didn't really know what else to do with it either. Yeah. I didn't. It's not bad. I could. No, it's I good. Definitely would drink it again. It's sure. a very enjoyable experience. Sure. But to give it a perfect score, I would. I would need to know what is the best mead. What's the top? What's the quality? Right. What does it mean to make a mead that is six out of six right. bottle cap? What is a what's like a three out of six? Yeah, what's a bad like? mead? What's yeah. a bad mead? What's a good mead? Sure. What's a decent mead? And what is the top of the line? Well what makes good mead? You know? I don't know. We need to we need to we need to do this research. We need to verse ourselves on this, try to figure out what it means to make a good mead. And then maybe we'll come back to the side word. Because here's the thing. Side word is uh a well, well-run machine. Yeah. Right. Everything that we've had from them has been good to great. Sure. I can't think of a beer that has been bad. Mm-hmm. There have been some decent ones, some stuff that's okay, but for the most part, yeah, good to great. They're solid. They're very solid. So yeah. I would be hesitant to say that this wasn't a good mead. No. But I don't know if it's a great mead because I don't know what it means to make a great mead. Right. Right. Agreed. So, a unanimous four and a half for the sideward mead. You think we got it? Yeah, no, we got it. Well, if Obi says that we got it, then we got it for 2023. This has been the One Beer and Podcast from myself, Marco Dupo, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you. Yeah.